we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Girl, there's been a, a Bigfoot sighting that has been posted on TMZ. I've gotten about 8,000 DMs about it. Well, if TMZ says it, it must be true. <laughs> Look, I'm like, everyone's like, I know you're getting this a million times. I'm like, but I love it every time. I love it. I think she's on her way to my house. <laughs> oh, I hope she is. Me too. Cheers, girl. <laughs> Jillian Pensavale. <laughs> Patrick Hines. Put it up. I don't know. We're in two different keys when we do that every time Are now. We? Yours is probably the Isn't right key. Isn't that what harmony is? I guess. <laughs> I've, we heard, I've heard tell. Yeah. I've heard tell. Fam, hey, before we get to the show, how about you join us over there on the on that their Patreon? Oh, my goodness. I know over 400 full ad-free bonus episodes to get you through your week, your month, yeah. your year, your holiday season. Yeah, like if you're going on long drives or you're traveling on... Yeah. on Trains, planes, <laughs> trains, and or automobiles. <laughs> every week you get a full ad-free bonus episode. We drop it right in your feed every single Friday. We have ad-free versions of these episodes. Yeah. We've got after parties. We've yep. got tiers where we send you stuff. Yeah, AMAs and advice. And we're yeah. just doing a whole bunch of stuff It's over so there. great over there. Go check it out. Girl, what are we talking about today? So there's a series on Discovery Plus called Death by Fame. This is episode one. It's about the murder of Amy Harwick, but they have a really trashy name for the episode called The Celebrity Sexpert. Yeah, I hate that. I do I, too, it's, but it's a good episode. Yeah, her name is Amy Harwick, so Discovery yeah. Plus do better. Don't do that. Just put her name, like, what? Yeah, I know. Hollywood romances are usually like fairy tales, right? It's all about the aesthetic, what a person looks like, who they are, who they know. It's almost like a Cinderella story. You meet your Prince Charming, and we don't pay attention to other people that may harm them. I think that she probably knew that he was dangerous to a point, but she didn't think he would go that far over the edge. It's the Hollywood dream turned into a nightmare. She was actually obsessed with famous Hollywood murders, and now she had become a famous Hollywood murderer. So I'm just going to say it. Amy Harwick has like the coolest friends you could ever imagine. Yeah, she is very cool. Her friends are amazing. Yeah. But first, before we know or learn about anything, we see a picture of Drew Carey and this gorgeous woman who yeah. is Amy, yes. our victim. Like clearly Drew Carey's not the murderer because he hosts The Price is Right to Ooh, this day. Can you imagine? But I'm Drew, like, what is happening? I know. 
Drew Carey definitely got caught up in some shit here. He's not the killer. We could just say it right now. No, He's not the killer. and he went through a very traumatizing ordeal. 100%. So we get a little bit of a background on Amy. We learned that Amy was adopted when she was a baby, and her parents gave her free reign to be who she was. And they say that she was just like Amy through and through. Like, in every picture and video we see of this woman, she seems just very bubbly, very fun, very kind. Yeah. You know, she's just one of those people who has wonderful, great energy. Yeah, her amazing friend. Maricela Mendoza says as much like Amy was 100% who she was unabashedly everyone loved her for it she was just like a confident badass woman and And so are you Maricela same Maricela Amy loved to drag people to cemeteries because she was like into the macabre and she would like I literally took Mike to a cemetery in Sleepy Hollow last week. did you really? (laughs) yeah it was great but I mean like Amy she's just like that she's kind of dark she loves taxidermy we'll get into it later but like the price is right the Drew Carey show Drew Carey gets dragged to cemeteries by this lady and he's kind of into it because she's that cool Because she's cool. So she grew up in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, and we learned from her friends. In this small town like Lansdale, Pennsylvania, she was unique. She was into heavy metal. She wore dark makeup, dark clothes. And so we've had conversations about her coming to L.A. because of feeling like she needed to get out of there to expand and grow. She moved to L.A. because she was tired of being the, quote, weird girl who wore dark jeans in Lansville, Pennsylvania. Can everyone in Lansing lighten up? Like, I'm... Uh, Lansdale, lighten up, Lansdale. Know, right? You had Amy there. I know. You got to live at the same time as Amy, and you're going to be like, oh. don't wear those dark jeans. Fuck off. But she moved to L.A., which I just think is so great. We meet this woman, Sarah Azari. She's a criminal trial attorney. She's been doing this for over 20 years, and she says she's fascinated by this case. I would like her to find a different word, but I really do like Sarah a lot. Yeah, because she says, like, Amy was, was the fascinating part of it. Like she had so many layers to her and, you know, she was vibrant and colorful and always dressed to the nines and very much involved in the LA Hollywood party scene. I gotta tell you, she looks perfect all the time. She looks phenomenal. I cannot imagine the amount of, I mean, I think, I'm sure she's naturally beautiful, but like the amount of work that goes into like the hair and the makeup and the clothes, like it's... Because she had a very, like, she had many different styles, so I don't want to like put her in one box, but a lot of the photos that we see were like very Dita Von Teese, like very, like very, it's hard to get that 40s starlet hair yes. and like it just falls perfectly Don't into place. Don't I know you it. Know? So we meet Robert who's another one of Amy's friends and he tells us, you know, like yes, she moved to LA but she didn't want to be an actor unlike most people who moved to LA. Uh, can we talk about how the first time they met? This is one sure. of my favorite stories from the episode. <laughs> yeah. Robert says he was at a pool party. It was after midnight. He walked into the kitchen. There's this like bombshell lady in high heels and a bikini and she's like, oh, I'm just stopping by on my way to work and Robert is me. He's like, it's after midnight. Where do you work? And she's like, oh, I, uh, my side gig is go-go dancing because she's in school to be a family therapist. Yes. So now we're back with Maricela who has like a very sweet moment. You could just tell how close they were in this moment and how much Maricela loved Amy. She said, she was nonstop working. She's a hustler. (laughs) You look a hustler, you know, a hustler in the dictionary and there's Amy. Hey. She was a hustler. And like, you know, she was doing a lot of modeling, photo and video, and she was a fire performer. I, she well, was a fire eater at she the was a, Playboy Mansion? I mean, the, apparently the Playboy Mansion called her all the time to do fire eating, and Maricela is like, I would be like her assistant. She's like, I would watch her singe yeah, her don't, eyebrows. Don't singe, oh, <laughs> just there to make sure eating. everything was safe. But she was doing, like, these are all like cash gigs, right? Yes. So she would get paid a ton of money for being great at all of these things so that she can go to school to be great at another thing. And because she was paying for everything in cash like all the way up through her PhD which she has she pays in cash but I just want to say one thing yeah 
I love that she's just a workhorse and I love that she like, ugh, I don't want to be an actor, but fine. I guess if you want me to be in your modeling oh, shoot, I guess. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like everybody in LA is clamoring for any kind of big right. break. And yeah, she's yeah. just like, I'm just imagining that she's like, fine, I'll do your photo shoot. Yeah, okay. I'll you just know? look stunning. Yeah. So she gets like her master's in clinical psychology and she paid for everything in cash. And I just have in my notes, holy shit, what an icon. I know. Like, I know. Like, let this be a lesson to all of you. Like the motivation, you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. It doesn't matter what your side gig is. Like, you can do it. So she's, like, having, like, these, like, barrels full of cash. And now she's Dr. Amy Harwick. How fucking amazing. I mean, that's amazing. She's a marriage therapist now. And she had some really, in her personal life, very high-profile relationships. Okay, so they name all these, like, famous men that she's dated. The first one they say is Crispin Glover. Yeah. Who, like, you know him best as, like, the dad from Back to the Future. Like, that's oh, Crispin right. Glover. That's Crispin Glover is, like, talked about as such a fucking bad boy. Name one other movie he was in. I, I don't know. He was in that movie about the rats. I don't remember what, what, what it was called. Ratatouille? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I know that was animated, no. but that movie makes me cry. No, it's like the name of the rat or something. He's like just this like known <laughs> weirdo. Are there more movies that, about rats that aren't Ratatouille? Yes, I think at least one. The one starring Crispin Glover. Okay, great. But it's just so weird that like he's that famous. Yeah. Well, I think the point they're making is that he was much older than her at the uh -huh. time. And then Marilyn Manson, boo. Yeah. Uh, older than her and also a monster. Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro, your favorite writer, including the one you're sitting across from. What? Didn't Dave Navarro write like an autobiography that you loved? No, I think he has a book that I haven't read yet. Oh. But Dave Navarro is also like a fascinating guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the Foo Fighters? He, no, he was in Jane's Addiction and also the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who? Dave Dave Grohl. That's our, our Lord and Savior, of. Dave Grohl. Is he the one that wrote the book? Oh, yes. The okay. Storyteller. Yeah, yeah, I read yeah, yeah, it in one yeah. day. Okay. Oh my God, look at you. Yes, everyone go read The Storyteller. Oh my God, that book's amazing. In there. I read that book in a day and then I realized there was an audiobook that Dave fucking reads oh to you. Oh my God. There's a great Paul McCartney story. Everyone read The Storyteller. I can't believe that. You yeah. remember that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was so confused that it was a different Dave. Our Lord and Savior, Dave Grohl. But we learned that her relationships were deeply troubled and that it was something that she never really shared with her close friends. Look, I understand. Yeah. The times that I were in like really bad relationships, I hid it from everyone as much as I could until I couldn't anymore. Yeah. But I, that that's a real thing. I totally believe you know? it. Yeah. So let's talk about this piece of shit. One of her exes named Gareth. We learn about Gareth through a guy named Rudy. Gareth is a photographer and a self-taught coding wizard, I guess. He's a computer guy. I am also a photographer by trade, and we were actually friends. I met him about the same time that I met Amy. They both meet Amy at the same time because they're photographers. Yeah, and they had some of the same clients. And she, like, say. shows up as, like, one of the models for one of... Like, they, they, they both know her. Right. And Rudy tells us that Gareth the X is, quote, a self-taught coding wizard, I guess. I was like, Cut, what, what, that doesn't make any sense. But it will because we go online in a little bit. Yeah, that's so true. So we'll get to that. But I'm like, I thought coding was a thing from the 90s, and I thought, like, computers just do that for us now. Uh, no. Is that not true? Uh, I think part of it is, especially with, like, all the AI now, but... Uh -huh. No, I think you have to like. No, coders the, are a real thing. The one, the ones and zeros. You still gotta plug them in. Yeah, yeah. Still gotta plug in those ones and zeros. Yeah, yeah. Coders. I know. I'm sounding like, like I'm giving you shit. I'm not. No, I, I, they're I, running the world. Yeah, okay, until great. AI. But Gareth also not only was he a self-taught coding wizard, maybe, maybe uh -huh. not. He also wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Only the problem is he's not funny. It is at oh, all. Like somebody somewhere found a video of him in a showcase or something. I don't even 
know the. I can't even understand what he's trying to I know, say. It I makes know. no sense he at all. Comes, we'll get more into it later, but like apparently there's a podcast called Kill Tony, okay. where like that, like that's what it, like the banner says. I'm like, I looked. I'm like, what is Kill Tony? And it's a podcast out of Austin. Okay. And I don't know if this was like an open mic night that they were hosting, but they're like on stage when Gareth comes out. We're gonna watch him bomb so hard later. Yeah. There is nothing worse than watching a comedian bomb. You you yourself yeah. feel like you're dying. Yeah, I've gone to see friends do stand up, and you you feel when you are a friend of the yeah. person on stage, you are performing as hard as they are because One you can't percent. not laugh at anything. Oh like my God. you become a very performative audience member. But there's nothing worse. I would think I'm never gonna do stand up ever in my life. Yeah. I I know that I would be terrible at it. But it's not that they got the joke and didn't think it was funny. Right. There's just like an air of confusion. Yes. Everyone's like. Did he start joking yet? He also, Did he start telling the jokes yet? When he walks out onto the stage, he walks out with an overly assertive attitude. Like his right. vibe is bad. And no one understands what he's saying. I and know. it's like, <laughs> I know what a loser. But on, not only is he a bad stand up, which yeah. is pretty bad, um, he's also <laughs> really controlling and really threatened by Amy and the other men in her life. Because they, they start dating. So Gareth and Amy start dating. We learn he's just a nightmare. If there was a guy around, all of a sudden he'd just grab her and start making out with her, like, tongue kissing and she'd be like trying to pull away and he's like just because he wanted to make sure everybody knew she's mine hello i'm marking my territory it was just creepy the idea of a man who's bigger than you just grabbing you and forcing you to kiss him it's horrifying it's so fucking hor- it tells you everything you need to know yeah yeah it's a, it's a fucking nightmare so this yeah. guy's a creep but they dated for a few years they lived together yeah and after they broke up he was always he wouldn't leave her alone he was constantly trying to manipulate her and like he wanted Rudy like the other photographer guy to send her all of these like links to sappy songs that uh-huh. Gareth wrote like you fucking loser uh huh so much so and that like yes that we're making fun of it but like that can be terrifying when someone won't leave you alone a like that and is stalking percent. you so she ends up filing a restraining order against this Gareth guy I gotta say like they they don't get that much into it but they kind of allude to like I feel like a lot of her relationships ended like this it, it scares me for her because people become obsessed with her they yeah and they can't like control her yeah they can't have her in the way that they want to have her so when she's finally like I'm gonna keep spreading my wings like this is not for me yes. I don't want to do this anymore or whatever they feel incredibly threatened by that. Yep. And here we are. So we meet this awesome uh, domestic violence advocate named Tunisia. Yeah, I love her because she says right up front that for 20 years she's been working with domestic violence survivors and perpetrators and that she also has lived experience. She knows what the fuck she's talking about. So everyone listen to Tunisia. Yeah. So Amy, of course, like thought the restraining order would be the end of the relationship, right? That's what Tunisia is saying is that she thought that like Amy saying that it was over and then getting a restraining order would be the end, but of course it wasn't. It just fueled his obsession because when you're not giving them what they want, they're like, where's the reaction? I want the reaction. Can you react to me? Why aren't you reacting? Where's my attention? I want the attention. And And then that's where people who are, like, unhinged, where things get very dangerous. So Robert tells us, in 2012, Amy applied to work in a prison. But what happened during that process was a guy sent nude photos to the prison of Amy that she had shot for Playboy some years prior and basically got her to lose that job. 
And she loses the job over this. Like, this person sent these nude photos to the prison specifically to get her to lose the job. It's Gareth. I mean, it's, it's obviously Gareth. It's gotta be. I was like, oh, we're not being right. coy. We're just saying what it is. No, I'm saying what it is. Like, fuck yeah. you, Gareth. Because I don't know if he, like, hacked into her email. I don't know how he knew that he was she was applying to this specific job, but it was a thousand percent him. Yeah. And Amy, of course, is devastated because, like, she knows this guy's out to ruin her life. Yes. And she worked really, really, really hard to get where she is. She had every side gig you can imagine. She paid for it in fucking cash. She's Dr. Amy Harwick. I mean, she lives in L.A. and, like... Fam, her side hustle is getting famous. Right. You know what I mean? She doesn't want to do, she wants to do the prison work. She got famous by accident. Exactly. She didn't want to know part of it. And we'll get into that exactly. in, in a little bit. But like, she worked so hard to do this. And some guy, just because like she's, she is setting her boundaries and not wanting to be around him is just actively trying to ruin her but, life. Can we also talk about why does that cost her the job? Like, why is the, why does the prison care if she posts for Playboy? Who I, cares? I don't know. I, I, that's another part of the stigma of like, so you can't pose for Playboy and also be ex, an excellent yes. therapist. Yes. Ex- excellent at what you do. They even say that later that anybody who is even tangentially connected to the sex work trade will have problems right. later in life in their other professional careers. Well, Amy, this horrible thing happens to her where she this job is taken away from her. Yeah. Amy turns it the fuck around. I don't know how I jokingly suggested, well, maybe you can get into sex therapy now. And she took that and ran with it. There are a lot of women that do some type of sex work that later on have problems with their careers, and it made her want to help those people. So she decided to actually get her next degree in human sexuality. So she gets another degree in human sexuality, and her goal is to help former sex workers or someone who has a side gig or whatever stop getting discriminated against when they're looking for other jobs, which is exactly what happened to her. Which is like, which is, and also- She's incredible. Prison, you lost probably one of the greatest people who could ever actually have come in and and helped. And for what? And for what? Because she like posed for play, what? Like, I would love to have a conversation with the person who made that decision and force them to say it out loud and have them hear how stupid this is. And explain what- What does it matter? Like, like who's even going to know? You know what I mean? What what is the, what? Exactly. It makes no sense. Exactly. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So Gareth is trying to bring her down and this is going to make him crazy because all it did is make her stronger and more successful and have more layers to her and now she's an expert in this and this and this. And find a whole new career. We see this like, it looks like it's a podcast interview with yeah. a friend of hers. We learned that Amy writes a book called The Sex, the New Sex Bible for Women. Yeah. Amy can do anything. She, But she's like, she's on TV. She's being quoted in books and magazines. She's yes. doing interviews, appearances. Like she's thriving. Yeah. And because people are terrible, the fact that she's beautiful is a problem for her. It was a bit challenging for Amy to be a sex therapist and be as beautiful as she was. I know that she did have some problems with some 
obsessive clientele that were probably mainly there to see Amy because she was gorgeous and not Amy, the therapist who can really help them with their issues. They would lie. They would say like, I have this problem and I want to come see you. And then they were booking appointments just to like be in front of her and see her and like hit on her and be creepy. I would love to know more about like what a sex therapist does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what, what is that job? Yeah. I think there are a lot of facets to it. I think it's a lot of like, I think if you're in a couple, it's a little different than if you're going like solo, going solo or Uh have it. Yeah. I think it's like a lot of talking about sex. Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of creepy, it's Amy's birthday and she's dating Marilyn Manson. Boo. How is she meeting all of these people? Because she's in the scene. I guess. And she has like such a look to her. You yep. just can't help but notice her. And I'm not saying, I'm not sexualizing her. I'm just saying like when you have a look like the Dita Von Teese look yeah. or that very cool she sort of like. She reminds me of Katy Perry. Like, yeah. they, like I was obsessed with that Katy Perry documentary on Netflix. Oh. I'm like not even a Katy Perry fan, but I love these music documentaries. And people were talking about Katy Perry just like moved to LA and wanted to like be famous. And so she just started going out and she was the kind of person who was kind uh-huh. and beautiful and mag- magnetic and yeah. people couldn't take their eyes off of her. And Amy kind of looks like her and has all those same vibes. Right, exactly. So she's dating Marilyn Manson who fucking ditches her on her birthday. Like it's the whole, like it's six o'clock on her birthday. Marilyn Manson's supposed to be taking her to dinner. And Robert, the friend is like, I don't think Marilyn Manson gets out of bed before 6 p.m. Like, come on. Like, she said, well, I did tell him that if he did not meet me on my birthday, that I'm going to go to a party and I'm going to have a great time without him. And uh, at that party, she met Drew. And that is where she meets Mr. Anti-Marilyn Manson, Drew Mr. Drew Carey, come on Would you be that asshole who bet a dollar? It would depend how long I've been up there. Uh-huh. It would depend what the other things were. Or if, if mine was like $659, would you do like 660 I think Such you gotta, a shitty move. It is, but I think if you're up there, you yeah, got yeah, yeah. one chance. You've got to play it. You're right. And I think everyone gets it. <laughs> yeah, I've watched yeah. enough episodes of The Price is Right where someone's like, I had to do it, Bill. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to one dollar you. I got to do it. And they're like, I hear you, Cheryl. Uh, it's all right. We're all here to I play I got to you, Bill. I'm and so sorry. And then everyone high fives anyway on yeah. their way up yeah, to yeah, play yeah. the wheel, spin the wheel or play the price. And like, who honestly it. wants that new dining room set anyway? Like, it's just about getting up there. Or like the boat. I know. I know. Or it's like, you're new drug set. And it's like, no one. Like, sometimes they have these full rooms where it's like, you're yeah. new music room. Yeah, yeah. Jo- jo- with like Fender guitars and all this stuff. And you're like, great. What? Like, and the thing thing is, I learned, I think I, I Googled this when we did our Price is Right documentary, where Drew Carey was a little bit of a grump. We yeah, love yeah, him yeah. in this, but yes. he was a little grumpy uh-huh. last time around. But then I think it's like, either you, you take the bedroom set, yes. or you get you walk yeah. with nothing. Yeah. Like, you can't you can't have, like, can I have yeah. the cash value of the right. of Or the can boat? I just have the couch? You yeah, know what I mean? No, no, I don't no. need the ottoman. I know. I like, the, like, it. beige totally. ottoman. The shag carpet? Like, I'm good. Like, I'm fine. I don't need, but I love the couch. I don't need six Fender guitars. Thank you so much. So this is where she meets Drew Carey. Who, Drew Carey, who like says all the right things here because he's making a lot of sense. He's like, you should hang out with people that aren't going to stand you up on your birthday. So, how about we uh, we go out next week? I'll take you to Disneyland. She said she laughed so hard and she just had such a great time. Let's go out next weekend. I'm going to take you to Disneyland and I'm going to make good on my promise and I'm not going to stand you up. I so I watched this episode twice and I was like Disneyland and then I was like. 
Oh, because celebrities are treated like royalty at Disneyland. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you get a you get a personal like I just know this from like Instagram. Okay, they walk you through a back way. You get on a ride a different way. You don't even get on with like regular folk like us. Oh my god! Everything is cut to the front. Everything is like concierge white glove service. But what if you want to like experience the park? You then don't. You're, you're an idiot. Okay. If you, you know what I mean. All right. Then you don't deserve to be famous. Oh, okay. If, that, if that's if you want to go like a normal person, then what if you want to like say hi to Goofy? You. I, I'm sure you get a private meet and greet. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. A, I'm that just saying, seems... it's a real, I bet it's a real cool place as a celebrity to, to bring a, like a, a beautiful, intelligent woman to impress her. I guess, but it's like, if you're going to go, just go. Yeah. Right? I mean, I I guess, I'm sure that's cool. No, but I'm on Drew Carey's side. I guess so. If you it's know? hot and the lines are long, they that's fine. They also don't want people mobbing you. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I hear all that. Yeah. But it's kind of just like, you're not really going to Disneyland. You're just going on all the rides privately. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Different... I guess that's true. You know, but they went, regardless, yeah. they went, had a great time and they do it all again the following week with 10 of her friends I said that is really a way to impress somebody also cure cancer yeah you know what I mean like thank you Drew that's so nice but like they like yeah. but also cure cancer doesn't Drew do a lot of stuff with vets I think I'm he sure, does a lot well, of stuff with veterans and... only, oh, oh oh veterans yeah I'm yeah. sure I I am sure that all of those Hollywood liberals give their money away yeah. I'm just saying yeah I think but you know yeah. Anyway, like, he works hard. We're not bringing the room down, he, GP. He works hard on he The does. Price is Right every day. Can he just have a weekend to himself at Disneyland with this beautiful woman that he just met and 10 of her friends? I couldn't agree more. Rosie so O'Donnell really wanted that job. She really wanted <laughs> it. She? she talks about it on her podcast every week. Oh, she would have been great. She would have been great. You know who thinks she would have been great? Rosie. Rosie. Just ask her, she'll tell you. She would have been great. Amazing. Yeah. So at this gather, the following weekend, right, it's Drew and Amy and 10 of her friends. We were walking through the park and he said to me, I'm going to marry her. She moved in with him not long after they were together. Eventually, he proposed to her in Paris, and that began the engagement. I am in love with her. I'm going to marry her. Like, I, this is all happening really fast. I never think that that's as sweet as people think it is. I, because it's a little bit bossy and it's a little bit. Well, yeah, it's not up to you. It's, it's not, not, not just up to you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get it. I understand that, that instinct now. I'm bringing the room down. But, like, I, I, I it's a little, it's a little possessive. Is the all I'm the thing is, because Amy agreed, they're telling the story. It's like, yes. oh my God. And she's the complete package. She's so fucking smart. I've been in a conversation with her. It's like, I, she seems like the kind of person you feel so lucky to know. Of course. You know? Yeah, and I think she... Yeah, she just makes you feel, I think, important and seen and yes. heard. And the thing is, like, Amy was like, okay, because we're off and running. They move in right away. They go to Paris. Drew asked her to marry him. In Paris. In Paris. They're engaged. And right at the beginning, they weren't really advertising it, which I no. understand. And Robert, the friend, says, let me, to the producers, he says, let me give you some background here that's not known. So they're, Drew and Amy are keeping the engagement sort of secret. But at the same time, Amy is being cyberstalked by a girl who had been her friend who's posting things about her on various websites that aren't necessarily true. That like, no, that aren't true at all. Yeah. Saying that like she paid for her PhD. Right. Like she didn't actually earn it. Yeah. And that she's been in jail for assaulting family members. Her own family like, members. Like horrible, horrible yeah. things. Now at first, I thought, and this isn't 100% clear because it's like, oh, this woman she was friends with. I thought it was Gareth at first, but it's not. It's not. I thought that too because yeah. they sprinkle in that he was a coder or yeah. whatever. And so this woman is posting all these things on websites that are not true. She's talking a lot of shit and the fucking National Enquirer picks it up and they call Drew yeah. and Amy and they're like look here's the deal hey we're gonna run some stories about your relationship and it had a lot of untruths 
and Amy just didn't want any more negative information that wasn't even true to come out. So they agreed to give an exclusive scoop to the National Enquirer, under duress, I will say, that they were engaged. They give them the exclusive. Under duress. Under duress. (laughs) And it's like, wow, people really care about Drew Carey's personal life. Which is so weird. But if you think about it, like, for example, I never once saw a single episode of The King of Queens. That show ran for like 10 years. Yeah. There's a whole wide world out there of of people that love things that I barely know about. I agree. You know what I mean? That's Leah Remini, right? Yes. Who's great. Yeah. And Kevin James. And but Kevin like, James. I'm, but I'm just saying that there's like a whole world It's like the people. frumpy guy, hot lady exactly. dynamic, right? Okay. The bi- although he was handsome. The Big okay. Bang Theory, 10, 11 years, never saw a single episode. Can I tell you? I am with you. Yeah. I've never seen an episode of that show. I don't know anyone who watches that show. I know. And it's the biggest show on television. It was, it was the biggest show on TV for a decade. Huge. Yeah. So wow. I'm just saying, like, it makes sense that there are people who, like, really, yeah. really passionately care about Drew Carey's personal life that right. we just don't, that we, we can't Because he had imagine. the Drew Carey show. Yeah. He was the host of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. He's on your televisions every day. On The Price, on the price right. Is Right. People care about him. He's yeah. Drew Carey. And also, this woman, like, the National Enquirer, because they're trash, they don't care if this is true or not. They right. actually know that this yeah. woman is lying, but it's like, ooh, this is a good story. Totally. They want to monetize this horrible thing that's happening to Amy. That's what they want to do because it's going to sell shit. Exactly. And it's going to be like, oh, they, they kind of, I'm not saying they are, but they kind of look like an odd couple. Drew's uh-huh. wearing like khakis well, and Amy has this like amazing look. He's much older than her. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like, oh, like Amy's going through hell right now? Cha-ching, right. this will sell papers. 100%. So that's what they're thinking. And so they, after after this whole thing with the National Enquirer, they decided to then come out on The Price is Right on Valentine's Day and talk about the engagement. I'd like to introduce you to my brand new lovely fiance, Amy. How you doing, Amy? The Valentine's Day episode of The Price is Right. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this is why people care about, like, who watches The Price is Right? Me. You know, like, well, but also, like, our grandparents who are staying yeah. home, like, they love this they shit. They love this shit. Drew, their, their little Drewy is now in love. Their little Drewy. With that beautiful woman. With that of beautiful woman. Everyone's so happy. Yeah. Except Amy, because Amy, now that she's even more in the spotlight, she has more people fucking with her. And, like, she's not thrilled about this. She didn't want this. Remember, she was a therapist. She's getting her master's. She, like, she's a doctor. <laughs> she was accidentally in all these, like, fancy music videos. Like, yeah. To just make ends meet. Like, that was her, like, side <laughs> to make gig. make ends meet. Amy, I know. you're amazing. Dr. Amy Harwick. But they say, Tunisia's back to just say, like, dating in the spotlight is great because you get to go to all the cool parties, but, like, this is elevating her in a way that she doesn't like. And, like, not only does it bring out people who just want to lie and talk shit about you. Yeah. Everyone has an opinion about your life, especially the age gap, because Drew was 59 and Amy was 36. Yes. So everyone, for whatever reason, is assuming that she's in it for the money. That age difference doesn't shock me very much. No, it doesn't shock me either. Like, it is like, oh, he's almost 60. But it's kind of like, it's like when people say something like this, it feels like, why are you thinking that Amy can't speak for herself in this moment? Or make her own money. Like, like remember the Anna Nicole Smith thing where she wouldn't marry that guy Howard until yeah. she made her own money and then she did? Yeah. Like, and, and Amy says it at one point here when where people are like so her friend says like you're people must think that you're just a pretty face gold digger and she's like no I mean like I have a PhD and uh-huh. I have my own business and I'm doing just yeah, fine yeah I'm writing books and I'm I like I met him because I was dating Marilyn Manson and I got like I went to a, like a fancy and party and he stood me up and so yeah. Drew was nice and we fell in love and like shut up it doesn't matter you don't know, know these people I know and so everyone assumes she's in it for the money and we get a screenshot of one of her stalkers like one of the things they wrote falsely about her hope he makes her sign a prenup she has a long history of yeah. abusing ex 
partners and suing them for everything they're worth. I mean, and she's been to jail for abusing her own family members and has a fake PhD from a diploma mill. Everyone, when you read something that's like that can't be true, it's probably not. <laughs> How many lies are in this? Is, I know, this, is a I single know. word of this true? I know, I know. Except like maybe it's just good business to have a prenup these days. Like for fine, sure, fine. But not not for any reason that like she has a long history. I know. Does she? Show me one time. Like show me this long history. No. A long, oh, I just like my. imagine like Amy in court every day. Also, what's a diploma mill? I, know. I mean, I'm sure like Trump University, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, I guess. Yeah. What okay, well, she, she got, didn't fucking do that. She didn't go to Trump God. University. God, she's been to jail. Where are the fucking records? The mugshot. That like, should be easy enough to find, oh right? Oh my God. Anyway. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So this, of course, is taking a toll on their relationship because it's not just one person. It's a yeah. lot of people. And she doesn't want she didn't want this life. She didn't want to be in the spotlight. And now she's getting like harassed and abused online. And it's just not fucking fun. No. And like once again, people think she's just like the hanger on gold digger. But Amy, in that podcast interview that we have, tells this great story. So I brought Drew to this event. And when we got there, of course, people thought he was there. He must be the presenter. They asked me to step aside. And I'm like, no, I'm the one invited. And he's like, she actually invited me. She's my PhD holding therapist partner. And I'm just here with her supporting her. She is my PhD holding therapist partner. And I'm just here to support her. Thank you. And she just says More like, it of was, that, please. I know. That's like Amal Clooney. Yeah. Like when when Amy Poehler and Dina Fey that year that he won some award was yeah. like, and tonight, amazing attorney and international peacemaker, Amal Clooney's husband won an award. That's right. You know? Because there has been, I think there was this very viral video that went out that some, some like organization made where it was a video of fake reporters asking male athletes all of the things that women athletes are oh asked. Oh my God. And they were just like, why the fuck would you ask me that? Like it's, what questions? Like, oh, oh, so why'd you wear that outfit? Like about their outfits, about their bodies, about their children. Oh my God. And when you see it, and the men are just like, what? <laughs> or their dating life or their sex life or whatever, totally sexualizing them. And watch the video. Like it you can it's easy to Google. Yeah, yeah. But it's just to show, like, oh wow. Like once you see it side by side, it's like, why would you do this? That's why would you do these wild. to athletes who are like they're athletes. They're athletes. That's not what they're here uh. to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's just saying it was like really amazing for her to be seen in that way. Like she's like, especially after dating Gareth or whatever, like she's been in these not great relationships yeah. where she's just like sexualized and valued only for that. And like Drew really like loves her. Yeah. And it's a shame that all of the shit that was happening to her online is taking such a toll on their relationship because yeah. they really do see and hear each other. Right. So it's October 2018 and police are called to Drew and Amy's house because there were trespassers on the property. So Amy is home by her. Herself. Yeah, we don't know where Drew is. No, because somebody says Amy was living there by herself, but I think he misspoke. I think she was, maybe he was just traveling yeah. or whatever. I, yeah, I, Drew does a lot of like comedy shows for the troops yeah. and stuff. So it, I think maybe he would be just out maybe on that tour or doing yeah. that. I don't know. She was saying that she was scared and, you know, she didn't know what to do. She thought that they had some creepy stalkers around, but it still affected her. And I think that might have been one of the main reasons her and Drew broke up. 
And for some reason, this kind of spurs her to end the engagement with Drew Carey. Yeah, I think it's because, like, she didn't want to deal with being in the public eye. Like, I think she was trying to put herself and her mental health first and yeah. just maybe at least take a step away from it. And, like, it's too scary. People are being weird. She it's she didn't ask for any of it. And yeah. I think for her right now, like, the one thing she can kind of control about it is to, like, distance herself from Drew to try to feel safe in some way. And he seems like a really nice guy, but her friends are kind of like, we weren't shocked. Yeah. You know? And, like... It, it was an okay breakup, but I think they were... It wasn't like a messy breakup. No. I think they were just sad. Yeah. Because 16 months after they split up, Amy reaches out to Drew. And yeah. she's... Like, essentially what we learned from her friends is that she's like, maybe trying to mend the relationship or at least be friends. Like, she yeah. doesn't want to never talk to this guy no, again. They love each other. she engaged to him. Like, he was a major part of her life. And it wasn't anything between the two of them that led to the breakup. It was all these outside sources. So they still have, like, love and affection and yes. compassion for each other. So that's sort of... Amy was just like, all right, maybe maybe I, maybe. I she felt ready to go back into the spotlight a little bit or work through and that. like put a pin in that because that, that whole conversation happens like right before Valentine's Day right so it's 2020 Valentine's Day is coming up again and she texts Drew and she's like look I would just I would love to see you like let's try to I don't know figure something out yes right? yes and then Valentine's Day comes along and Amy goes out for a girls night and she's partying it up and she's being awesome she says to her girlfriends we're gonna celebrate the day of love together I said this sounds lovely come on I know I love I love a good girls night so but then the next morning. So Valentine's Day evening, she right. goes out with her girlfriends. And she had already texted Drew to try to like get the lines of communication open. Yeah. And by the next morning, this is like so crazy. Like this order of events is crazy. Yeah. The next morning, the 15th, I had a few texts from her roommate and he didn't give me a lot of info. He just said, hey, Amy was assaulted. Please come down to the Hollywood police station. Please come to the Hollywood police station. Right, which so is where Alexis like, Nyers from the Bling Ring went. By oh, the way. is that right? When we were like the Hollywood police oh station, my God, that that's name like why, just like yeah. stuck out in my head. But it's like Robert has no information. He gets down there. They immediately bring Robert into a room and start asking him questions. And they told him right away that she had been attacked in her home. Right, and so they're asking like, when was the last time you spoke to her? Where, where were, were you, you last night? Like asking him for an alibi. And in the middle of this questioning, he's already terrified. Like, where is my friend? What happened, what to, happened her? to her? In the middle of this conversation, this is where he's informed that Amy has been killed. Like somebody walks in and whispers in the ear of the cop that's interviewing Robert to say that Amy has passed. And then the cop turns to Robert and says, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that your friend has passed away. Like what? Like, I don't know what I, I, this, I, I don't understand this. I know. But now Robert, who just is traumatized himself, now has to make all of the horrible phone calls, including to Drew Carey, he, telling all of like her loved ones what happened to her. That is that is so uh, crazy. So, like, the murder has just happened. Amy is now dead. And now we see a familiar face. Yes. Gil Carrillo, a retired lieutenant from L.A. He was the cop from the Night Stalker. I was like, as soon as he sat down, I was like, I know I've seen you before, Gil. I know. I, know I've seen I you Googled before. that Who name. You know you? what I did? I didn't just Google the name. I put it in, like, my folder. I, uh -huh. like, searched the name oh, in my TCO yes. folder. I was like, we've covered him before. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, I should make a folder. Please. I've, uh, I, I know. <laughs> I know. Do you know how happy that would make me? I know, I know, You just I had know. like a folder with all your notes in them? Because we were talking about revisiting one of our old episodes and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to take all my notes over again. You're like, why don't you just go back to the notes that you have? I'm like, and then just like adjust them based yeah, on your... Because the notes were from like three years ago and there's no way that I would still have those anywhere. And I'm like... Okay. Uh, maybe I should make a folder. I've learned yeah. to not, you can't even hear the term Google Docs. It makes you crazy. It frustrates you so much. But right. I didn't do anything extra to save them. They yeah. just live there. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And I organize them on the drive. It's fine. 
It's just. <laughs> I know. It's just I know, I know. one. It's one way to do things. Choices are made. I know. This morning, I, I had a Zoom meeting and my camera didn't turn on, and I was like, "Well, my nine-year-old daughter isn't here to fix it, so I guess I'm doing this with no camera today." Yep. And I know. What, and that's I, what happened. And that's what happened. So someone just spoke to a, <laughs> to a pH. Bl- a black t- <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm like, Amazing. sorry, my kid's in school. I can't fix this. Oh my god. <laughs> so Gil is here, and Gil tells us that Amy was found directly beneath a balcony, which was 20 feet in the air. So she fell yeah. that 20 feet to the ground. And I also just want to point out that Gil calls her Dr. Harwick, yes. as he should. He makes a point to say that, and I just think that is... I just like that. I like let's, it, too. Let's go, she's, she works really fucking hard, so let's call her Dr. Harwick. Yes, That's Dr. All. Harwick. And, and, and he says to us... So she fell 20 feet to the ground, and there she's laying, having sustained brutal injuries especially to her head. Other wounds to her hands, one would look at them initially and say, defense wounds. Other wounds to her hands look like defensive wounds. Yeah, and then as they're investigating the scene, there are beads all over the house, like from a broken necklace. Necklace. And there's also, I've never heard of this before. Neither the fuck have I. There's a syringe with nicotine in it. Like full of nicotine. And Gil's like, Dr. Harwick was not injected with this, but there was enough nicotine in it to kill somebody. And I'm like, I've never once heard of this. Me Does this either. make me a total noob? No, no, no. I was like that. I mean, I guess that nicotine is maybe an over-the-counter substance if you're going to use something to If kill. you're going to eject it, I yeah. mean, I wouldn't recommend can it. I just... wouldn't even recommend smoking it or fucking no, chewing it. No, of course. It. But like, can you buy liquid nicotine? That that it, They're talking about it like it's normal, like we should have heard this a right. hundred times. Or you just liquefy it yourself? I guess. I don't know anything about this. But, you know, they say that like there definitely seems to have been a struggle between her and her assailant, and he didn't have the opportunity to inject her, so she wasn't injected. And then they also find broken glass from the French doors leading out to the balcony. And there was definitely a struggle, and Amy fought this piece of shit. And Maricel is like, I, I know for a fact, because Maricela helped identify yes. Amy, that like she fought like hell of this motherfucker. And then we learn that according to the autopsy, Amy's cause of death was a result of both strangulation and the fall. So somebody broke in, they say that her hyoid bone in her neck was broken, which according to Gil would itself be death causing. Like she really suffered. And th- the cops are saying like, okay, Amy knew this person. Right. They say when there's strangulation in a homicide, you immediately know that the assailant knew the victim, that there was some kind of passion that went into the murder. Way too personal, lots of animosity. And you know, Gil says what we what we hear all the time. You start with those close to the victim yeah. and you work your way out. So they cleared Drew Carey right away. Yeah. Like, of course. But like they had to talk to him because Sarah, the prosecutor, is saying, like, one of the things that the defense will do eventually when this goes to trial is blame the cops. So even though we can pretty much say that Drew Carey didn't fucking do this, yeah. we still have to like sit him down and question the guy. And the poor guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because also, like, not only was he like the last serious relationship, there was the text from like the day before. Right. And like again, like we were saying, it wasn't anything in there. I mean, I'm just I'm speculating here, yeah. but from what we're learning is that like it was outside sources that led to their breakup. So I think they did still have a, a lot of love for each other. So yes. when he got that text, there was probably this feeling of like, oh, oh, maybe I get to talk to Amy again and we can be friends. And then like this truly horrifying, like the stuff of nightmares. I know, like like, like two days later, you get the note that, that that she's been murdered. You know, like 16 months and you're not really speaking and then you're maybe opening that door and then like the fucking, her friend calls you. Like, I can't imagine. I know. This poor I know. guy. I hope he took time, he must have taken time off from the show, right? You would think. I hope so. God, it's devastating. So we're coming out of an ad break and this is where Amy's friend Rob tells us that Amy loved the macabre thing. Yeah. And we get this whole thing about how- the the problem is now I live with my partner, I live mm-hmm. with my fiance, and that's not his natural 
thing that he likes. <laughs> he <laughs> likes pop art and eccentric things, and then I like very macabre. Thing. I'm always like taking him to cemeteries and stuff, uh-huh. which like he actually does enjoy. She liked to go to cemeteries, and he would go with her. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I'm not saying I'm like full on macabre or whatever. Yeah, but like. If you have two styles, you can make it work. One, like, pop art and taxidermy, I could totally see that working. A thousand percent. Or any kind of, like, I like, you know, barn, you know, farmhouse look. And and, and my person (laughs) likes modern. You can find a way. They're, like, really fun ways to. I know because I just went through it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Mike and I have, like, similar styles, but some things I love and some things he loves that I'm just like, yeah, no, we'll totally make that that. work. I just, like, I'm not a taxidermy person, but I was seeing her taxidermy and I was like, well, that's kind of cool. I'm I'm not, but I. The whole thing is, like, as long as the animal died peacefully, the animal wasn't killed to be stuffed or whatever. I don't, and I don't know how that If that goat died of old age and you want to taxidermy it, I'll maybe put it in my house. Yeah, I don't. it's kind of cool. I don't know the details of all that. It is macabre now that I'm talking about it. It is. It's a little creepy. Yeah. Amy was also apparently obsessed with old Hollywood murders like the Black Dahlia and Sharon Tate. Yeah. And her friend, her friend Rob says, and then she became a famous Hollywood murder. I didn't like that. I don't don't like that. Speaking of things I don't like, this ex Gareth is here because the friends are just like, look, Drew Carey's a great guy. He took us all to Disneyland. (laughs) Right. And he also didn't do that. Like, stop. He's a good dude. But the friends are like, you know. I mean, he, he did take to Disneyland that one time he definitely didn't do this no he definitely like uh, he hosts The Price is Right he hosts The Price is Right the guy's worth millions and millions of dollars and like the least you can do is take 10 people to Disney World he cares about the troops like he's a good guy 100% come on no we're on the same page like please he was a little grumpy in that documentary (laughs) about The Price is Right but the guy was fucking with the program I I know know. (laughs) and he loves it and he loves loves it it. Drew loves it and uh, he said he like looks into the camera and he's like I love you at the end of every episode he says like does he say that like I love you like stay in New York pets and I love you that's why people care about him, Jillian. I care about him too. (laughs) So the friends are just like, look, Drew's great. You know who's not great? Gareth. Like, he's a a controlling ex. No one liked him. He was a bad comedian. Also, most importantly, (laughs) he was a really fucking big, put him in jail for that and for nothing else. And Amy was scared of him. Oh, oh, oh. And also, she has multiple restraining orders against him. Yeah. And this is where Gil, the cop, is like, I looked into the restraining orders, and he's got a, she had a long history of trouble with this guy. This alone gets us a right. search warrant for the house. Because when you file restraining orders, you have to explain why. So all of his shittiness is documented. Like the time he pushed her out of a car and left her stranded on the freeway. The multiple times. Other times, she would beg to get out of the car, and he would bash her head against the window and then push her out of the car yeah. and leave her stranded in the middle of nowhere. I was stranded. By a person? By an ex, yeah. Stop it. The West Side Highway. They just kicked you out? Mm-hmm. It was oh. horrifying. Like, middle of the night? Uh-huh. What did you do? I called my... I went... I cried my way home, and then I called my dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I called my parents. I mean, I'm, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to jail. I'm going to prison. Like, <laughs> yes, what the horrifying. fuck? But, yeah, so this is something horrible he would do to Amy. Like, yes. it's as a, like a control thing and just being an asshole. And even now, Maricela, yes. Amy's best friend, is like, I'm kind of scared to say what I know about this guy because he's super vindictive and he's really, really good with computers. Yep. And those two things are yes. just not a good combination. No. And then, like, now we're just getting all the shit that this Gareth guy has done right. to her. Robert tells us that a few years back, Amy went on a trip to China and when she got back she called Robert and was like I think Gareth broke into my house and I was like well how do you know and she's like well all of my photo albums are missing and I think some pictures are turned upside down and my computer like doesn't work after a few seconds I determined it didn't even have an operating system like it had been completely wiped he's like this doesn't even have an operating system yeah like it's totally wiped but he did that thing like 
he broke in and like stole things from her and fucked with her computer, but also like the picture frames upside down is just to make her ter- even more terrified. Yes. Like that's uh, ghoulish, right? Yes. Like that's yes. really sca- like ominous and scary. It's what the Manson family would do. Like before they, they, would, they, they went up to the murders, they would break into people's houses and rearrange the furniture. They, what did they call it? Creepy crawling. Oh, Because they God. would do it when they're at home asleep. At home and asleep. Because in the 60s. Simply safe, fam. Like in, in the hills, no one was locking their doors. Yeah. It was the 60s. Who yeah. cares? That's, that's a Goldie Hawn quote from uh, oh. from. Uh, uh, First Wives Club. It was the 60s. <laughs> anyway, if you know, you know. Um, but obviously, Garrett You're did such this. an old gay man. It's You're the just First an Wives old Club. gay man. I know. I love it for you. So good. But wait, now we're back. Insult to injury. We're back to Gareth's stand up routine. Ugh. And he just sucks. And he, he comes out. Ju- he just sucks. He comes like, out and he's like fucking with the people. Like the, the, he's being hosted by this Kill Tony podcast. Yeah. He starts making fun of them. And the, you can basically hear the cricket sound effect. Yeah. Because also, like, he's just not a good story. Storyteller, nope. like the jokes are like, wait, what? If you have to, if you don't understand the joke, like, I, I just hate this guy. And he's nervous, like he's nervous making fun of the people there that are hosting him, and right. it, like he, he looks terrified. Yeah, he would also do this. Sorry to use like a maybe like overused therapy term, yeah. but Gareth would like Hoover Amy, which is like he would do horrible things to her and then like suck her back in. So he would like be vindictive to her and then like play her all these sappy love He'd, songs. He'd like break and into her house like, and then the next day show up with like flowers and roses and say that I love you and just be fucking terrible. Yeah. So here's another thing too, like. Gareth is a struggling comedian and then Amy gets engaged to like a very, 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 very successful comedian. Yes. Like Drew was in the Marines. Uh-huh. And like he's just the opposite Drew of Drew was in the Marines? Yeah. How do you, if you're like with the Beatles, how do you know all of this? <laughs> Google's free, everybody. <laughs> um, but he's just the opposite of this piece of shit in every single way. Gareth wanted to be a comedian and then Amy goes and dates Drew Carey who was the ultimate comedian. I'm sure that really hit him really hard and it even drove him crazier can you imagine like Drew Carey is like a very famous comedian he had his own sitcom uh-huh. he hosted Whose Line Is It Anyway you have to be funny to host The Price is Right I'm sorry 100% you have to be able to improvise and here's Gareth who can't string four fucking words together to make a joke <laughs> and Drew yeah. Carey's taking everybody to Disneyland <laughs> it's enough to make you crazy yeah. and that's what happens yeah. if you're like an unhinged person this is like a very dangerous situation for Amy to be in through no fault of her own yes. this is all Gareth's fault but like when someone who is obsessed with you sees you you like succeeding and being happy with someone that you could never ever yep. be it is over yeah and like we will get more of this later but like Amy is also trying to ma- as the victim and the person inside the abusive relationship she's also just trying to manage it right you because know? even though she's with Drew she yeah. is still in that abusive relationship because Gareth won't leave her alone yes. so not like romantically but he's like this like ever present dark cloud in her life right and we learned that like they hadn't seen each other in 10 years but then one month before the murder they they saw each other. So there's this other, this award show, this X-Biz award show. January 16th, 2020. And Amy's invited. She's on the red carpet. She's doing photos, looking like a billion dollars. And her friend, who she's with, steps aside just to get them drinks. And I'm like, wait, you can go get drinks and come back to the red carpet? I need to get invited to more red carpets. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You never see, like, Lady Gaga on with the- With a side? On, exactly. Right. Like, I didn't know that was an option. Come on. I know. With a vodka. You know what I need a vodka? Can I have a Tito, double Tito's and soda, please, with a little bit of lime? Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my God. Thanks so much. I would never stop. I've never done it. I would never stop no doing way. red carpets. We can drink on these things? I like, Jillian, we're not even invited shit. to this red carpet. Whatever. Get on, get on there. And then just like, here's a 20 for the bartender. Keep them coming. 
<laughs> we completely missed the Oscars. Right. You know what I mean? The, where are Patrick everyone, and Jillian? It's which, their category. What's the one where everyone joins? I think it's the Golden Globes. The one that's also dinner where yeah, everyone is sloshed totally before they even sit down because totally. the red carpet is all day long. Yes. And by the time they get there... <laughs> Like, Margot Robbie's like, hey, I and I fucking love her. I know, I know, she's I know. Just, she's Barbie, so she's the first person yeah. I thought of who would be in an award show. Oh, God. So the friend steps steps aside, leaves Amy alone for two seconds, and this piece of shit, Gareth, is, like, waiting for this in the shadows. No, he she has not seen him in ten no. years. The minute she's alone, it's yes. two seconds, he starts bombarding her on the red carpet. Yep. And apparently he's photographing the event. Um, this guy has hacked her email. Yes. He knows, he knows to get a gig at yep. this event to go stalk her. It's terrifying. Yep. So she's like, uh, I haven't heard from you in 10 years. Like, what's going on? He just starts screaming at her on the red carpet. I'm like, you're surrounded by cameras, I bra. know, I know. And and then Maricela says that Amy, once again, just trying to manage the situation. Amy tried to get Gareth to come off to a corner. And he was just crying like a child. And then he falls to the ground and, and goes into fetal position. And, I mean, everyone's just staring over he bursts into literal hysterical yeah. tears. He's like reciting 10-year-old texts yes. and like, and then gets in the fucking fetal position. He's on the ground in the fetal position. Sarah, the prosecutor, is like, it's a bizarre scene for a grown man. And, uh, yeah, 100%, but also surrounded by cameras. Like, there's going to be evidence of this, you I know, asshole. Like, I know, I know. And, and we're told that Amy goes right into her like therapist mode, hoping that it will just like diffuse the situation. She's not running. She's not calling the cops. No. She's trying to diffuse the situation in the moment so it doesn't escalate. And she's using her experience in education as a therapist yes. like she can handle this but the thing this is what he wanted now her night is about him exactly like this is what they do exactly it's one on one and Amy knows that and she's trying to like diffuse this with all of her fucking knowledge she has a master's degree god yes. damn it she's Dr. Amy Harwick yes and it's still and he's just he's a nightmare and he's like he's telling her like he's acting like they're still together he says like he's, he's obsessed with her he believes that they're still a couple and he's insanely jealous when he sees her with other people like I, like truly what do you do she has the restraining orders. They're not working. Yes, and when later she goes and calls Robert, and Robert's like, should we get another restraining order? And she's like, well, he didn't technically threaten me. What? Do, do you go into hiding? Well, No I, one's no. going to help you? Like, I don't what know. do you do? I don't know. But what she does is she starts sharing her location on her phone with all of her friends. Like, at all t- like going to the grocery store. And saying... This is like, every time I hear this, my heart breaks a fucking gun. But yeah. like, if something happens to me, Gareth it was him. did it. Yeah. Which is like, okay. So, and I'm wondering, like, maybe, like, did she reach out to Drew to talk to him about it? But, like, she didn't want it in but, writing. Like, did Drew know about that? And also, did is he monitoring her phone and he saw her reach out to Drew and right. that's what sent him over the edge? And maybe, like, is Drew in danger now? Like, right. this guy oh is to- a total fucking loose cannon. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's, just, it's, it's all bad. So, Sarah, the prosecutor, says, I don't find it at all coincidental that Amy Harwick was murdered in the early morning hours of February 15th after Valentine's Day. It is a day that is really significant for those who are obsessed and abusive. It's a very triggering day for abusers. Apparently. Yeah, that's like, what we learned. This is a startling <laughs> statistic that I never knew before. Yeah. Like, when I learned, even though it seems obvious, that, like, people who leave abusive relationships are in the most danger, like, the day, like around the time that they leave, that's a fact that will stay with me forever. In understanding one of the reasons why people don't leave abusive relationships. Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Now, now I'm going to be scared for everybody on Valentine's Day well, every year. Well, the thing is, like, Valentine's Day can be a very triggering day for people, sure. no matter what your situation I mean, is. Like, yes. it is very, like, in your face. And I, I totally I understand. Get it. And it's like Christmas for other reasons for people. Sure. I totally Mother's understand. Mother's Day, Father's Day, yeah. any kind of like 
I get that, and especially Valentine's Day, where even if you're in a relationship, there's pressure to uh-huh. do all this stuff. So, like, when you are a Gareth and yep. you're abusive and and terrifying and he, sick and sick, like he sees this as like, oh shit! Like, also, like she can't be with Drew on Valentine's uh-huh. Day; she has to be with me. And if she can't be with me, then like there's only one option here. Oh my god! And he's been like, when do they start like advertising Valentine's Day? January? Yeah. So think about how much this has been building in him because in January is when he shows up to the red carpet. Yes. So yes, it makes sense right. that this has been, he's been boiling, simmering, and now he's at a fucking boil. Oh it's my terrifying. God. And it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years since they've seen each other, but he's probably been stalking her the whole time. The entire time. That's yeah. 10 Valentine's days. Oh my God. And when he knows so much about her life, like he, I mean, he was right. He snapped. So Officer Gill is saying, like, there's plenty of cause for us to get a a search warrant for Gareth's house. They go, the first thing they find, syringes full of nicotine. I mean. The exact same kind of of syringes, the exact same amount of nicotine, like, smoking gun right there. Also, uh, he was bloody. Yes. He had injuries all over him. Because they get the search warrant, like, in the days after the murder. Yeah, there's blood everywhere, bloody clothing. He's arrested on the scene, thank God. Yeah. And the DNA from Amy comes back. Gareth's DNA is under her fingernails. And I'm like, oh, that's it. We we got him. We got, we got him. him. And then they say, like, Gareth's bail is $2 million. He's got to put up 10% of that to be released on bond. He does it. Where Gareth is- has 200 grand somewhere. I don't, I guess so. But, fucking idiot. Stay stupid, everybody. I know. After Garrett Purcell bonded out on that $2 million bond, you know, the bond had certain terms and conditions and he was not to be anywhere near borders and airports, etc. Well, he was found near LAX and the court believed that he was trying to abscond and flee. And that is where he was arrested. He was found at LAX. He went to the airport. Because they say, like, if you're released on bond, you can't be near borders or airports. And they find him. He goes right to to LAX. (laughs) He's like, Officer Gill, by the way, do you know how to get to LAX? Yeah. Do I take the 101? Is that like a flat rate or do I have to pay? It's like surge pricing on Uber right now. Like, I really can't. But he gets caught. Thank God. And yeah. now he doesn't get another bond. No, he goes right back to jail. Thank God. Right to jail. So it's August 30th, 2022. And it's two years after Amy's murder. Yeah. And think about it. We're like in the height of the pandemic. Yeah. And like there's a hearing for a trial. There's no trial date yet. So it's August 30th, 2022. It's Gareth's preliminary hearing. And they just say like, this is kind of where the episode is ending because they're saying they're still waiting for a trial date because of the pandemic. But the biggest issue of contention is, is it going to be first degree murder or second degree murder? Because first degree murder needs premeditation. Right. And her friends are like incensed that he's pleading not guilty. They're saying that he just wants a trial to drag her name through the mud again and air whatever, quote, dirty laundry he has on her. Right. And before the end of the episode, Maricela says to us, on the day of Amy's funeral, she goes out to her hometown where, where she was buried to do Amy's makeup and hair for the funeral. And she said, if we had not seen her, I would have not have really known the depth of what he had done because I got to see the fingerprints, the battle. I got to see the battle that was put up for her life. I got to see the battle that she put up for her when own she, life. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, because she was buried in her hometown, which I don't really understand, like, all of her friends are in L.A., but I guess her family buries her back in Pennsylvania. 
Robert is saying that she really wanted an elaborate headstone. Yeah, and the cemetery that she's buried in doesn't allow those for no. whatever reason. Also, Drew went to her funeral because, of course, he did. Of He's course. a fucking good guy. But, like, he says that last year, Robert, he began a project to raise money to build a bronze statue of Amy because he wants a tribute to her, but also a tribute to other survivors of domestic violence. Yeah. And he wants something in L.A. that all of her L.A. friends can go to. Yeah, I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah. And so it ends with, like, we're still waiting for a trial date, but guess what? That's trial happened last month. Oh, my God. September 18th, Gareth Purse House was found guilty of first-degree murder and awaiting sentencing on December 6th. Wow. Of 2023. 2023. Fuck you, Gareth. Around the corner. Fuck you, Gareth. Like, what are you going to be doing? Fucking stand up in prison? I know. Good luck, asshole. What a dick. (laughs) I hate that guy. Oh my goodness, girl, we did. What's it called? So the series is called Death by Fame. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they call it Celebrity Sexpert. Well, she which wasn't, is a which dumb is so stupid. Name. It's, it's a, Dr. Amy Harwick. It was done very well. Are we going to do more of these? Absolutely. Okay, this was really good. Yeah, yeah. Fam, before we get out of here, just a reminder, join us on the Patreon. Over 400 full ad-free bonus apps to download a binge the second you, right. you sign up. You can sign up on Spotify if you want. Just search TCO Patreon yeah. feed. There's so much of us over there. What are we doing next? We are doing the Piketon Family Murders. Oh. It's on Oxygen. It's on Apple. TV. I think it's on Amazon. Oh, I think shit. You can get it. It's available. It's okay. widely available. It's one of the, like, it's a recent thing, right? It's pretty recent. It's a very tangled web of, like, families, and, and it's uh, it's it takes place in Ohio. It's just, there's a lot happening here. So All right. stay tuned for that. All right, fam, stay tuned for the trailer for that and our funny and hilarious outtakes, and we love you. Yeah, bye. Go watch The Price is Right. It's a Go. good palette cleanser just for your life. Yeah, you know, it's just like, more. really, it's a nice reset. Totally. Thanks, Drew. All right, bye. Bye. In the early morning hours of April 22nd, 2016, a shocking crime is discovered in the small community of Pike County, Ohio. An entire family, the Rodens, and a young woman named Hannah Gilly lie brutally murdered in their beds, each shot to death at close range, execution style, in a methodical, cold-blooded mass killing. Good morning, everyone. A horrifying mass shooting has a lot of people on edge today. There's many crime scenes. There's many bodies. The same question is on everyone's lips. What kind of person or persons could wipe out two generations in one night? And why? They move in right away. Yeah. They go to Paris. Drew proposed... Drew... Drew pro- Drew... <laughs> <laughs> We're off and running. Yeah. Is she okay? Yeah. I, yes. My daughter was being a little dramatic. Shocking. Can you imagine? Is it nature versus... <laughs> I guess it is nurture. The Did apple we... not falling far from the tree. <laughs> Did we figure it out that it really is nurture? It's pretty much nurture. Okay, great. Yeah. I don't know everybody else's experience, but like I remember in college going into the bursar's office and signing my like loan document. Yeah. Just like page after page. I love Amy walking into the bursar's office and pulling out it's a fucking roll of twenties. Yeah, just like, a roll. She's Scrooge McDuck. You guys take Amex? Yeah, you guys have cash. <laughs> take cash. I don't know if you can fit all this cash. Anyone got a anyone got a wagon? Right. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.